Consensual Sisters of St. Dominic bring you Dominicast, the truth in small bites. Truth Bite 17, the Ten Commandments. The words commandments, rules, laws, tend to bring out the rebel in us. The funny thing is that we all run our personal lives by rules, the rules we set for ourselves. If we're Mother Teresa, our rule might be that we must see Christ in every human being. If we're a seasoned criminal, we probably have rules like, I must get what I want, no matter how it hurts everyone else. But apart from our own chosen life rules, we face regulations made by others, some of which we respect and some we don't. We may disregard the laws of the nation and the laws of the road, But there are two sets of rules most people have a fairly healthy respect for. The first is the laws of nature. For example, we don't jump off cliffs or out of planes without protection. We've at least that much respect for the law of gravity. And the second type of rule we don't lightly ignore is the manufacturer's instructions, especially if it happens to relate to expensive equipment or to some medication we haven't used before. Probably very few people give a second thought to the Ten Commandments in the Bible. To the modern mind, they seem like irrelevant artefacts from the distant history of some obscure religious group. It may be of interest to them to know that the Ten Commandments are relevant for all time, simply because they're the Maker's instructions for humanity, God's formula for human living. They're therefore the law of human nature. So if we're looking for quality human life, it would pay us to know what God lays down in these commandments. A quick run through the Ten Commandments helps us to see that they're not just random, take-it-or-leave-it advice, but key formulas for all people in every situation. They sum up what human beings must be in order to be true to their human nature. Let's take a running look at each of these laws. The First Commandment. I am the Lord your God. You must have no strange gods before me. Obviously, no place for atheism in this plan. No place for pagan worship of things like self or money, sport, sex, power, pleasure, and so on. Well, you can try to play the atheist and beg off this one. But do you really lift your human act by making yourself God and the center of the universe? The second commandment. You shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Do we think we can play fast and loose with our Almighty Maker by using His name in legal lies or foul cursing? What dignity do we gain by that? The third commandment. Remember to keep holy the Sabbath day. That just means we give time to communication with our Creator on at least one day in seven. That's a fairly small minimum considering what we owe Him. The fourth commandment, honour your father and your mother. To most of us, this sounds quite reasonable and realistic. We won't pretend that all family relationships are in top shape, but who in their right mind would hold the view that family life doesn't matter, or that disrespect, rivalry, jealousy, resentment, ingratitude, neglect or worse, are all an acceptable and normal part of family relationships? Most of us know that For us human beings to flourish, a decent family life is our most basic need. 
God knows this too, hence the fourth commandment. And by the way, this commandment applies both to parents and children, and even to relationships with all legitimate and just authorities. The fifth commandment, you shall not kill. Who'll argue with this one? And who'll argue that it's not necessary for God to give it? Our first impulse may be to see it as not applying to us. But hang on, there is such a thing as not being proactive in combating some of the common forms of killing in our society, abortion and euthanasia, for instance. There's also such a thing as killing off someone's good name by slander or libel. Every human being is made by God in his image with a soul that can never die. Human life belongs to God, is loved by God, and it will return to him on his terms. The sixth commandment, you shall not commit adultery. This commandment weighs heavily on a society that has little respect for God's gift of human sexuality. It's not hard to see that this gift makes sense as God's way of giving life to new human beings and of bringing them up in secure and stable conditions. Sex is also designed to make true human bonding genuine and happy and rewarding. This is where we often get the priorities wrong and go off track. The sixth commandment is there to protect both human life and human love from sex without commitment, from contracepting sex, and from the whole spectrum of unnatural sexual activity that closes us off from life and true love opening us up to a whole army of miseries. The seventh commandment, you shall not steal. This is one we all agree to, unless we're in the business of ripping off rather than being ripped off. The commandment protects our rights to private property, to our just wage, our right to have a planet to pass on to our children. It protects the right of the poor to be provided for by those better off. It protects our rights to a fair go. The Eighth Commandment. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbour. Basically, it calls for truth in us in our dealings with others, whether it be our speech, our media reports, our business contracts or our marriages. Most of us won't deny that this commandment makes practical sense. The Ninth and Tenth Commandments. You shall not covet your neighbour's wife, and you shall not covet your neighbour's goods. These commandments go beyond adultery and stealing, and say, don't even dwell on these subjects in your mind. Jesus Christ told us that we can commit adultery even in our hearts, and the same goes for the kind of envy that eats at us without our even making a move to steal from anyone. So there you are, the Ten Commandments, not a relic from the past, just an essential guide to real human living, well worth exploring and more than well worth living.